Welcome to Heritage This Week, a podcast brought to you by Heritage Baptist Church in Missouri City, Texas. In today's episode, Stan Lewis will continue a conversation with Pastor John Strader. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for that, Ben. It's your boy Stan Lewis here, Heritage Church family, sitting here with Pastor John once again for another round of Talking with John. Uh, we have an interesting topic today that's going to help a lot of us who have a lot of those evangelism questions, specifically the questions about how do I get started or what ways can I start the conversation with somebody or what do I ask or just how do I get to know somebody to figure out if they would be receptive to me evangelizing to them. So, Pastor John, you feel like... Bringing it on. Let's do it. So, of course, thank you so much for listening today. And one of the biggest questions that I get from people when it comes to how to share the gospel with people, how to have those spiritual conversations is, how do I start? Um, what things do I say? How? What questions do I ask? What, how, what conversations should I try whenever I'm trying to reach a neighbor or a friend or someone from work? Uh, how do I have those entry-level conversations? Uh, so today we have a special little thing. We're going to be doing the top eight uh, conversation openers, things that you can use to help you have those opening conversations because uh, evangelism is an ongoing relationship where we're proclaiming the good news and planting the seed of the gospel into people's lives. And one of the important things you need to know is that this is an ongoing conversation with people because mostly what you're going to encounter in your life is those relationships which you already have with your neighbors, with people who you go to work with, uh, you go to school with, uh, maybe your children's friends or children's parents, friends, parents, and things of that nature. So uh, we're going to do the top eight today. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to get into some actual topics, uh, so actual questions. So, John, you mean to tell me that I'm not going to be able to just walk up to any stranger on the street, tell them that they need Jesus and have them repent on the spot? Uh, it could happen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's most likely that you need to have this ongoing relationship because – the truth of the matter is we, we live pretty much in a post-Christian America where the church has been around for such a long time that most people have grown cold to the idea of talking about spiritual things. And there's lots of uh, walls that people have, defenses that people have that oftentimes deflect from having these talks. Okay. So if you come right up to somebody and say, hey, let me tell you about where you're going after you die. <laughs> then they're more likely to stop that and deflect whatever you say after that. But the way you start your conversations will help you have those deeper conversations, and it will help you to see where God and the Holy Spirit is at work in their lives. Because the truth of the matter is we're not doing the saving. God does the saving. We're opening the doors, we're planting the seeds, we're watering it, and it's the one. what we're looking for is what the Holy Spirit is doing in that person's life. Okay. So let's start with number one this morning or this afternoon, whatever time you're listening. But uh, number one is be yourself. Uh, Be yourself. Uh, Don't force it. Okay. Be who you really are. You know, the personality, the way you like to talk, the way uh, that you converse. Don't try to be someone you're not, basically what I'm saying. Because people can sense that really really easily. Uh, if you're just somebody who's happy-go-lucky, uh, extrovert, then be that. If you're kind of an introvert, if you're kind of somebody who maybe doesn't really uh, like to talk too much, well, be that too. You can still, God can still use that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not being authentic, 
it'll come off really quickly for people when you have a conversation. I think that's good because I think um, it. I think we should pay attention to the fact that God made us who we are. Mm-hmm. Like He influences our personality. He sculpted like our life events so much so in a certain way to where we be able to reach a certain kind of person. Sure. So it's like in ways when we're not authentic, we're not having faith in God that He mm-hmm. made us who we need to be to be able to reach certain people. And that's because a great point. Depending on what your likes are, what your dislikes are, what you do for hobbies, what you like to talk about, depending on those things, there are some people you just probably wouldn't be able to witness to because you have nothing in common. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, if you start out while being yourself, you'll be able to hit those nails on the head in ways you didn't even know that you could just because you run into people who just so happen to like the exact same things you do, mm-hmm. have the exact same problems and walls that you have. And God can use the Holy Spirit in those moments to connect with that person that you wouldn't have been able to connect with if you was out here being fake with your church clothes on. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good point, Stan. Um, all right. And the second point of this list is be relaxed. If you're at ease and pleasant, you'll set others at ease. That's 100% true. Because if you're uncomfortable trying to talk to somebody, especially about something as serious as a spiritual nature, you'll be stumbling over your words. The person will be like, man, what is this guy talking about? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody listening here, but I know you have to. You have to have come across somebody who you were talking to, and you could just tell that they didn't. They either didn't want to be involved with the conversation. They didn't want to talk about what you were talking about. They were fidgeting. They just were not comfortable mm-hmm. with what they were doing. Yeah, they're ready to leave. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's you have to be comfortable. And yeah. I think that a good way to – find comfort in those situations is if you think you're about to talk to somebody or you're preparing yourself for evangelism, pray. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember that you're not walking into that fight alone. Let the Holy Spirit give you some peace Mm -hmm. because if you walk into that joker anxious, I promise you it's not going to work out. Yeah, he'll give us words too to say. You don't necessarily have to go up there with a script. and Because right. when you read a script, it's it shows that right. you're not being relaxed and you're not just coming up to somebody, looking them in the face, shaking their hand, whatever the case might be. Of course, right now we're not shaking hands or nothing right. like that. But uh, with that, you're showing uh, that you care about that person. It's something that it's it's they can see that it's normal in you that you wouldn't have, you would have this conversation with me that you're not forcing yourself to have that. So yeah, absolutely. So let's jump into number three. Uh, Number three is being tasteful uh, and having some self-effacing humor. It can also set people at ease. Uh, I, this is somebody (laughs) as somebody who's been a big boy, most of his life, Mm -hmm. I've learned how to use humor to my advantage because uh, as a big guy, you know, to to be popular and everything, you kind of just had to be funny, you know? So uh, I've always learned how to, you know, just be playful, uh, you know, joke about myself or something of that nature. I guess it, it, Everybody knows that everybody has insecurities Mm -hmm. and they they often want to feel like you're not necessarily self-righteous, that you're coming off as I'm just another human being talking to another human being. Um, People are often worried about Christians because they often come off as better than uh, or condescending or speaking down to somebody. And we have to avoid that because we're the same. We're both created by God. While we might have a different standing in Christ, we're still created by Almighty God. So we need to have that ability just to talk and be pleasant and uh, even be a little bit self-defacing, uh, self-effacing a little bit just to help ease the tension. Because right. spiritual talks are not easy. 
Um, people are, are worried about spiritual things. They, uh, and the funny thing is the more non-religious our country becomes, we've actually become way more spiritual as a nation. Uh, we don't call it religious or anything of the nature. We're actually avoiding that consciously, but people are interested in spiritual things. They're just, they're nervous about having that conversation because they want to know that you're able to come up to them and not be like, well, I'm wrong, right, and you're wrong about everything, and you're not going to listen to who really I am and what my concerns are. So, yeah, that's a really big one. Um, and I like to piggyback off of that because you have, I think we've all run into people who are comfortable making jokes at their own expense, mm-hmm. and not in a self-defacing way like to where you would think that there's any like deep-rooted issues <laughs> there, but like they're, they're comfortable with who they are sure. enough to be willing to make jokes about their own little flaws, whether mm-hmm. it's physical or the way that they talk or the way that they think, and that's... I find those people who are comfortable enough to do that, they're always some of the most joyful, some of the most easy to talk to people. You don't really have to worry about much in regards to them judging you or things Mm -hmm. like that. But a very important thing is that ability to make other people feel like they're at ease Mm -hmm. because evangelism is dirty work. It really is. When you open that door, you start to knock on that door and you start talking to other people about spiritual things, you're opening yourself up to their past, you're opening yourself up to their mental issues, to everything they are. And it's going to get rough sometimes. So you have to be able to Mm -hmm. de-escalate or just calm people down and make people feel comfortable. Because it's not easy Mm -hmm. having a conversation with somebody when you address to them or you bring up to them the reality of eternity. Mm And you have to talk to them about how they've never had a family member who's known who Jesus. They've never had Jesus is. They've never had family members who came to Christ. They never had people in their life that was close to them ever mention who Jesus is, and they've already lost people. Mm-hmm. So while you're giving to them the reality of eternity and the reality of there are two places that you can go, you may come across the topic of well, what about the people in my life that passed that didn't. They yeah. didn't have this conversation, mm-hmm. and that's a tough conversation. And if sure. you haven't already done everything you can to smooth that road over, again, you'll always be honest with them. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus tells us to do. Like yeah. Paul is straight up like, what, am I supposed to lie for the gospel mm-hmm. if it gets results? No, God forbid. Yeah. So you have to be willing to be honest, but you have to make every effort mm-hmm. to smooth that road over. Sure. And like the smallest thing you can do on that list is be a little jovial, Yeah. be a little happy, make a mm-hmm. couple jokes. Yeah, it's that idea of John the Baptist, prepare the way for the Lord. We're making that road so that they can arrive to Jesus in a in a in a safe way uh, because we we should care about the whole person not just their eternal place we care about them as a person uh, also the, the you talked about that dirty work of evangelism you know Paul told Timothy do the work of an evangelist mm-hmm. evangelism is work it requires lots of hard labor uh, hard conversations time, effort. It gets messy like you talked about. You don't know what's going on in that person's life when that spiritual conversation opens up. Who knows what's going to come out? So like you said, well, like we said, you want to set it at ease as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And so the next point I really like because it's it's, it's something that we typically say uh, or call small talk, mm-hmm. things like that. But it's be alert to what's happening around you, whether it's weather or events happening in the world around you or holidays coming up or their kids or their infants, even something as simple as snack foods, things mm-hmm. that you may have in common. Mm-hmm. Be aware of those things because you it never hurts to have a couple couple tools in your tool belt when it comes sure. to a conversation. People hate the whole, man, how's the weather doing? But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, if you're a funny person and you're good at talking, 
talking to people, I can make you laugh three times before I talk to you about anything serious just when it comes to the weather. Sure. And that's like one of the most innocent joys that you can get out of somebody Mm -hmm. just making them laugh. So just be aware and use your surroundings and just other things that are happening to be able to start that conversation. And that discernment when you're talking to somebody, it's so important. Of course, it's a spiritual thing. We ask and pray for spiritual discernment. Um, Just a quick example. uh, My wife and I went on a date not too long ago for our anniversary and we sat down and um, our waiter came up to us and started talking to us and uh, he just seemed to enjoy us. We got to laughing and talking a little bit and he just so happened to ask me, what did I think about some of the stuff happening with uh, George Floyd and other things of that nature? And if I wasn't aware, or if I hadn't looked into those things and had come to some uh, strong spiritual convictions, convictions, I think that I would not have been ready for that conversation. And I was, I talked about it openly with him and it really made him think because it was more spiritually minded. I was Mm -hmm. in any of these things, you're looking for bridges to get to the spiritual. Um, You look, think about the woman at the well, he came, she came up there asking for water and he, Jesus used that idea of water to get to the spiritual thing about water, you know, and he used that picture of water, the eternal life. And so we're looking for those things to be aware, to find bridges, to get them to the gospel, get them to Jesus and what's really important. And so that's so, so, so big, because I think one of the things that we struggle with more than anything is self-awareness. Uh, not just awareness of things around us, but ourselves as well. And when we're having conversations with people, people uh, can know, you know, whether or not we really care to, enough to to just get to know them. It's like we're ready. I'm just ready to get you to here's three spiritual laws. And are you going to accept the gospel instead of just taking your time, getting to know them, uh, enjoying just being around them? So that's that's super huge. So the next one we have, number six, actually number five, is share info before asking for it. So that means like uh, instead of saying, hey, how long have you lived here? It's more like, hey, I moved here four years ago. How about you? Right. So it's because what often it comes off is like your Columbo looking for evidence when you're going around talking to people. And so instead of it being like that, you're like, I'm giving you information about myself. I'm being open. And that's also hoping to reciprocate that because what we're hoping for is an open conversation. So be willing to say, hey, um, I've I've been going down to church here for a year or two down here. Do you go to church anywhere? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when we just go out there and say, hey, uh, where do you live? Or like, dude, are you stalking me or what? You know, so (laughs) so sometimes we need to be willing to be open first to them if we want to expect them to be open to us. I believe that's just a basic rule in communication or just how we as a culture have kind of built our um, interactions with everything ranging, whether it's work or social interactions or friendships or family, because it's all about give and take. Mm -hmm. Like, it's literally all about give and take. You have to be willing to give something to be willing to receive something or to make somebody else comfortable giving you something so you got to give a little bit of information before you can get a little bit of information Mm -hmm. that's just normal it's a transaction don't treat it like it's anything extra Uh, then the next point we have an introduction with just a first name is appropriate and non-threatening if no further contact is likely but for a neighbor or an expected long-term contact a full name introduction is appropriate and I, I like that because it's more 
there's a difference between just dropping your first name off with somebody and giving that full name introduction. That's you associating yourself with somebody. Mm-hmm. You're letting somebody know how they can identify you completely. It's one thing to be like, hey, yo, you know John? Uh, bro, I know like 15 Johns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if somebody said, hey, do you know Pastor John Michael Strader from Heritage Baptist Church? Immediately. Mm-hmm. If that person had an idea of who you were, that full introduction was enough to make them identify with you. Yeah. And when you have a proper foundation on how to identify with somebody, because I'm so speaking as men, men are fantastic at compartmentalizing things. Our minds work like we have a file cabinet for a specific thing. And all you got to give me in order to start building that file cabinet properly is a title for that name. <laughs> like, give me something to slap on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Give me something that I can label with. I'll be like, boom, John Michael Strader. And I can throw every piece of information I have clearly into that box so I can retrieve it whenever I would need it. That's good. And it's a lot easier and it's better when it's that intentional, like, look, I'm telling you this because I plan on getting to know you. Yeah. Everybody can give you that first name, but if somebody gives you their first, middle, mm-hmm. last name, and occupation, they're telling you this because they plan on being invested in mm-hmm. you. They plan on not just being a footnote. They're not just going to be somebody you walk past and never see again. This is intentional Yeah, by definition. Yeah, if you're, st- if you're meeting somebody like at the gas station and you're pumping gas and you don't know if you'll ever see them again, if you're out there, hey, I'm John Michael Strader. I was born on <laughs> May 14th, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, people would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, I'm not that invested in this conversation right now. Like dude, just I'm tell pro- me your name and we'll get on with it. Right. And you mm-hmm. just see them the entire time you're talking to them. They're just looking at the gas pump and be like, man, when is this $25 going to be up? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the next one we have here is number seven here. And it says, be prepared to transition from one question to another. So look for a natural thread. And if you stay focused, you'll come up with questions. So uh, the, the, the trick here is to be genuinely interested. Uh, you can be interested in the person, even if the job or their job or their hobby is not something you're into. Um, one of the things that I've grown in as a skill is learning how to talk to somebody about anything. Um, that's why I generally have a general interest in most topics, um, whether it's sports or uh, work or construction or you know, just think of any type of topic, fishing or, you know, traveling or the main topics that people typically talk about. I want to have something that I can add value to them. I can talk to them about that they can feel comfortable with me that it, it, maybe we're not the exact same type of person but we can find a common interest so that we can create those connections that that person feels like comfortable having a, the next step conversation going deeper, a little bit here, a little bit there. So it's really interesting when you have that conversation, when you're genuinely interested, it's so interesting how it's so easy to see the next question coming. But when you're just like waiting for your turn to talk or you're just waiting for your turn to give them the the gospel or whatever you want to give them that day. Yeah, man, I'm waiting. Come on, give me that opening. Give me that. I'm about to give you as much Jesus as you can handle right now. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, oftentimes you miss the opportunities and the doors that God is providing. And because it's oftentimes it's the natural moments. Uh, I'll use an example like this is a lot of times when you're a parent, we want to force the times when we teach our kids things. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, when your kid comes up to you before bedtime and says, hey, why is this this way? And you're like, just go to bed, kid. 
And you don't take that natural opportunity to be able to dive deeper. That's the, those are the moments you need to see and look for. And the same thing goes when you're just talking to a neighbor or talking to a coworker. You want to look for those opportunities where they're leaning in. So you're looking for those uh, areas of interest where you can connect in. You're looking for natural bridges to the next uh, question because generally people want to talk about themselves. Right. And if you come up to somebody and your intention is to share the gospel with them and all you do is talk about yourself, they're going to have a hard time listening to you because they're just waiting for their turn to talk or they're waiting for you them to get away from you because they're tired of hearing about you. Right. Uh, that's just generally the way it works when you have conversations with people. Right. That's 100% true. Uh, and then the final point, or at least out of these eight, uh, and I think this one, before, I even, before we even address it, let's just address the obviousness of it because if the purpose of evangelism is to talk to other people understand other people, learn other people so that you can properly apply Jesus to the life and properly explain to them why they need Jesus, then it's understood that you have to follow this point. Don't get stuck in your own little world. Be a learner. You'll always have a conversation waiting to happen if you're willing to do that because at that point you're listening. You got your ears open. You can be receptive to what people are saying. And if you feel like that's going to be hard, pray for wisdom. Pray for words to open the doors. Because that's literally how Paul did most of what he did. And we have an example of this in Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. You got it, John? Yeah, I got you. So it says here, Paul says to the uh, church in Colossae, he says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am imprisoned, that I might make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Good stuff right there. Real good stuff. Yeah, obviously, Paul here is, his ministry was a ministry of taking the gospel to new places and new people. Um, and he said it right there that the, the gospel of Christ is a mystery for those who don't understand it, don't know it. I've had so many gospel conversations with people when I ask them and about, have they heard about the gospel? Oftentimes they'll say no. Or if I have, do share it with them. I said, have you ever heard this gospel? Have you ever heard this put this way? Like I've never heard it put that way. And what we often don't realize is that so often people haven't necessarily been given a true picture of the gospel, right. a true uh, what the gospel is, because it's often a mystery to them. So what we're praying for is an opportunity to explain that mystery to them. Because once it becomes known to us, once we can see that clearly, I'm more likely to make a decision based off of what I've heard. But too often what people have heard is little snippets or right. uh, little spiritual sayings or things of that nature instead of that gospel conversation. Because that is where we get deep and further root the gospel into the good soil. Because that's what we're looking for is good soil where that gospel can grow. And God is the one who gives that increase. So we're looking to be people who pray and seek to have gracious conversations with people, be able to reach out and find out exactly 
what's the next what's the next part what's the next step for me so that I can have that next conversation or I can end it today and say hey it was great talking to you let's get together again sometime or hey let's go get coffee next week or hey it was fun meeting you uh, why don't you uh, friend me on Facebook or something of that nature take that next step a big thing that I think we should focus on because uh, I, I want to wrap this up, or at least wrap that point up, because it goes back to what you were saying with the previous point about being ready to transition to another question mm-hmm. and how you brought up you've trained yourself to be a listener. You've trained yourself to be somebody who can talk about anything. Yeah. And I feel like that's the that's that's a more, how do I, how do I word it? It's a more appropriate or it's a more direct way of showing how you open yourself up mm-hmm. or how you show that you aren't confined to just your world. Yeah. Because you have that natural desire to find out things about other people, mm-hmm. like to invest in other people, to figure out what makes them tick, to figure out what their problems are, figure out what their burdens are, how you can talk to them, why they would specifically need Jesus in their life, not just to save them, yeah. but what problems Jesus can fix for them. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a really good point. So I think that what we'll do today is go ahead and stop here, and then we'll continue on with this train of thought, get into some specific questions next time we get together. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And so let's go back quickly over what we talked about today. Uh, these entry-level conversation openers: be yourself, be relaxed, uh, make people at ease, uh, be alert with what's happening around you, uh, share info before asking for it, Uh, Know how to introduce yourself, whether it be a first name or a full name. Uh, And also be prepared to transition from one question to another. And lastly, don't get stuck in your own little world. So thank you for joining us today. And we're praying for you that as you seek those conversations, as you seek those relationships where you can have gospel intentionality, be on mission for Christ, that you will be able to be used by God to touch people's lives see and learn more about them so that you can have open doors for gospel interaction. So God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Heritage this week. We hope you received a blessing and will subscribe to our podcast. We also want to invite you to connect with us by visiting hbctx.org. Thank you and be blessed.